0: Welcome down to this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf. Thank you. Thank you very much for pressing play. One will do come on. Kane qui. It will do. have hear the Americans or people not in Ireland or maybe you've forgotten you're Irish. That's how's it going. Uh, are you well? Um, thank you all for pressing play again because it means a lot. It means people see value in what I'm trying to put out there. And uh, I really enjoy putting them together, especially the last few episodes. Because it's helped me reminisce all those beautiful few days I spent. And traveling the north of Ireland over to Donegal. And that's the topic of this week's conversation is with Gareth McCausland, who grew up on the Shankill Road of all places, didn't pick up a golf club till he was 15, and now he's living in a completely different world up in the Inish Peninsula in Ballylison. Really, really um, charismatic guy, um, cancer survivor, he's done it all. And, um, yeah, raising a beautiful family there in Donegal And you couldn't come across a, a nicer guy And um, really receptive and hospitable Is that the word? Hospitable, I suppose Everywhere I've gone um, All my little junkets uh, Trying to showcase the, the parts of Ireland That you might necessarily go Just to show that it is worth the trip And something that I want to show everyone Is that in Ireland Especially You have some of the world's greatest golf courses they're only a couple of hours away No matter where you are Even if you're in Cork. Want to get a Ballyliffin? Doable. Absolutely doable. I did Ballyliffin to Castle Island, you'll find at the end of this episode. Yeah, it was a seven-hour drive. But I did it via Dublin. uh, And a big blue furniture store. But we get into that. Yes, we do. We chat everything on this podcast. So um, if you do like it, please let me know. Leave a review. Leave a review. And I will tell you this. For anyone that leaves a review, this month in March... Uh, I'll be in your flight into your DMs for a giveaway But now, before further ado, you press play to listen to guys, not to me, or Adele, to let I mean, listen, we're talking about practice Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in carry Where's Joe Brawley, what do you think it is? <laughs> Donald Donovan is the left cornerback, he hits it, he hits it,
1: How's it going? I'm grand. How are you? Ah, not too bad. Not too bad. What's the weather
0: like up there now this morning? Should oh, I be there I'm like? Leaving. Should I get in the car now? Or? You may get in the
1: car and get up here. It's beautiful. <laughs> Blue skies. It's been like that all week actually. It's been awesome. We had the Gunning All the Classic on for the last three days. So it's been pretty awesome.
0: Jeez. Well, I am only like, I think it's... Three hours, 42 minutes door-to-door, so I totally, I could totally <laughs> get, do uh, a 2pm tea time. Yeah, exactly. That's something, um, the podcast has officially started already, don't worry, we've already pressed record, so are you ready to tee up?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's something I, I actually learned how from was the... the how, was, how was the drive home?
0: The drive home was, um, I was only going to drive back to, to Nate where I live. Um, yeah. So I took a. Because we knew I was, we as in the family knew, my wife knew and her extended family down in Kerry knew that I'd be passing a certain Swedish furniture shop on the way. I made a pit stop in the big blue building. And when I parked in the big blue building, I was like, I'm a little bit tired now. But at that stage, I'd done, I think I put it up on Twitter somewhere. I'd probably put it up everywhere. 120 million thousand steps in four days and X amount of courses and X amount of shots and blah, blah, blah. So I felt it then. So I grabbed a, I grabbed a monster <laughs> when I got back to Nice, and I was like, Do you know what? I'll keep going. And I was in Castle Island two hours forty something minutes later. So um, the drive back was um, long, but. Um, the, the memories of Bally Liffin made it worth it, because that's all I could think of.
1: <laughs> Cheesy, but true. That was a long, that was a long, and you to sleep anyway.
0: Do you know what it taught me? It taught me Bally Liffin is within reach, because oh, yeah. for years, um, so I organized that trip, you know, Arglast, Port Portrushes, the County Downs, the Castle Rocks, the Port Stewart and, and Bally Liffin, and be, I'll be completely honest with you, I had... I didn't read. Really, I hadn't watched the Irish Open. And that yeah. was at Ballet Liffin, So I didn't have much um, expectation of the course. No, I'd never really seen it. But I had seen drone footage of it. So I was like, this, you know... But I, I'd gotten it confused with, like, that other place in Donegal that just got the new course. So I couldn't remember if <laughs> was that place or that place. And then I watched the drone footage, like, the night before. And I was like, this yeah. place could be... This place could be, like, the place. But... Um, was it was um incredible that was my because i was playing on my own as well and the weather was favorable and uh, when i played especially played um ed links was um it, it blew my mind to be quite honest yeah, every, just because i went up I with, with, with that expectation level as well um, and that, that's just the truth but because then to drive home was like you know I could totally go up there for like if if I left at nine I'd be you know, I could totally do a two p.m. tea time. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and other people might think that's mad, right? But it's totally doable. You know, yeah, I'd oh, advise definitely. staying overnight <laughs> and driving home the next day. But it's totally doable, and people should be doing. it
1: We're getting the you know, as the name's getting out there, bigger and bigger, there's a lot more people now actually even come up through weekends from Dublin and further off. We had people here all week from and the all links traffic. From all over the country, you know, there's even there's there's maybe four or five groups come up from Kerry. It was you know, it was busy. That's no, brilliant. So, small to the country.
0: so, is that, was, is that a one-off event The Donegal Links is it just in Barry Liffin? Does it incorporate a couple no, of it's other not. places? It's links,
1: the Donegal Links. Classics a three-day event so it's run between ourselves, Portsoy and Rossipenny.
0: Pennant um, quite. There's some three good heavyweights there, Gareth.
1: <laughs> yes. So you play the you play the three line. I don't know, between two and hundred. Well, we have 130 teams playing over the three days.
0: So I'd better put that in my calendar for next yeah. year. Sure, to go.
1: Yeah, so we're just over, we're just over just over 500 golfers playing. Um, and then we have another one actually starting in October. That's between ourselves, Port Stewart and Port Rice. So that's on the Glenevie course uh, on the two big courses in Port Stewart and Port Rice as well. Mm. When's that? That's in October. It's the shagging week
0: in October Oh jeez, you may send me the dates You may send me the dates <laughs> so I can pretend to be working Be definitely working from home those days <laughs>
1: <laughs> So that's another great one So between those two tournaments at the end of the year You know, it's really It does get busy here September, October time It's just it's a, it's a big finish for the year Well I
0: hope this first five minutes have given people um, a reason to keep listening um, Gareth McCausland What is your earliest memory of golf?
1: My earliest memory of golf, um, I actually in the golf guy by late. I was football soccer. I'm from Belfast, so it's sort of my, early, my earliest memory of golf is playing to the school golf team at Cliftonville Golf Club in Belfast um, when I was around, I must have been 14 or 15, 14. Okay. Uh, that was my, uh, and then I joined... Fort William Golf Club. So Fort William fun. I, I really get into the game then after leaving Chickenville and getting up and join Fort William Golf Club and playing for Ed and stuff like that for a couple of years. I get really into it very quickly.
0: I saw Fort William and I was like, Did he go to Texas? but it's, <laughs> it's Fort William in, near Belfast <laughs> yeah um, I just off the answer road, so that's why
1: that's why I would
0: have played all my junior golf deadly so so it was soccer, soccer, soccer I love Belfast myself and my wife love Belfast um, pre-pandemic and pre-one year old now we would have gone up you know once every couple of months um, yeah. cathedral quarter uh, black cab tour taught me more than any history book taught me um, being honest, <laughs>
1: yeah, being no, really I'm honest, you know, it's uh, it's it's turned into a really nice city to visit. You know, it's it's, it's a lovely city night to visit. Um, they've made
0: a really good job of it. Especially all the tours, the tours were brilliant. No, those types of tours are brilliant. I'm big into coffee and coffee culture. It kept me going for four days. But um, big in, and the, the the kind of cafes and that type of that side of Belfast is brilliant. You know, it's brilliant for a weekend. Brilliant for three, four days. Um, you grew up in the thick of it, I saw or I read. You grew up right in the middle of it, right near the wall, or is that what they call it still, the wall?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I grew up right. I grew up right in the middle of Belfast. So um, golf was a strange game for me because no, nobody in my family played golf. Um, I'm the same. Fr- no brothers, friends, no sisters, no extended no. family,
0: nothing, no cousins, no one.
1: So, nothing it was it was a new sport for the family for maybe even to uh, playing golf was pretty strange but just from a few visits to the driving range was uh, i was hooked very quickly as you know yourself golf can become very addictive very quickly so i got the book and never really looked back
0: so you took it up at 14 15 years of age and you were head pro by 24 please explain how you got so good so quickly and uh, so we can all do that <laughs>
1: Um, like I said, I just got the bug and when I left school, I wanted to play golf when I wanted to work. But I did get a job, I was worked for Lindsay Ford as a, a car mechanic um, for three years, but continued to play golf all that time. Um, and then I met a guy called Chris Spence, who was the PGA Pro at uh, Royal Belfast Golf Club. Okay. Um, through mutual friends I'd met this guy and he started to give me golf lessons um, Chris just he taught me everything that I knew um, and could teach anybody golf he's one of the best golf pros that, that I've ever met um, and still teaches me to this day even though he's out of golf so he got me in and like, we worked on the handicap and we got the handicap down very quick and um, and we moved from there and then he offered me a job to work for him in Royal Belfast as his assistant and started my PGA training very quick so Brilliant I went from being a car mechanic to a PGA golf pro. in three years i just really qualified out of my mechanics and took up the golf and started working in Royal Belfast
0: Should we should we call you the golf mechanic now? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good social media <laughs> handle now if, 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 if it's not if it's not taken already by some American <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it was good fun working with Chris there at Royal Belfast. It's a great golf club with some of the best greens, probably in the park and greens in the country. Um, it wasn't a very busy golf club, but very prestigious and I learned quite a lot working there. And then from there, I moved on to Castle Rock. I decided, Chris said it would be better for me to move away and play a bit and try and, you know, play tournaments and practice harder and stick my head down and get the PGA degree done. So I moved to Castle Rock for a year and a half.
0: Very good. I um, I, I I'm, I'm yet to decide which order they'll go out in, but yeah, we have a really good, really good conversation with Bert MacKay there, who's GM in Castle Rock. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, they're doing a lot of work there these days. But how did you find the? How did you find Castle Rock in comparison to I suppose the relative comfort in Royal, Be- Royal Belfast, given you know. Um, Spends and you, you know, you could. There was a big trust factor there, and he was your coach, etc. So, can you define? What are the kind of the key differences? And was there any like, what was the main takeaway when you out of Castle Rock in comparison to Belfast?
1: moving to Cafe Rock was me the first time I'd ever moved away from home so it was okay. a you know a strange situation for me to move away and live on my own and no absolutely nobody
0: um, what did you survive even, on bacon sandwiches and super noodles or were you, were you capable
1: <laughs> no I, I, I'm i not the best of, uh, I have to admit I'm not the best chef in the world so it was living in golf club meals. <laughs> you eat breakfast lunch and dinner in the golf club and it the move away from home really helped my golf game. It helped, it definitely helped my PGA degree. Um I was able to sit down and and do work rather than see friends every evening. But mm. there was a place in Castle Rock where I got probably too too friendly with was Bertha's Bar. It was just right beside the golf club and I, I met a lot of friends in there over a year and a half that I was there. Um people I still talk to so it it, it was a great to, it's a great town to live in. Um all the members used to have their own buggies and drive through them at the time to the golf club. It, it was a great place to live. And um, it was my first experience of dealing with American tourists coming over to play golf in Ireland um, and dealing with them daily. We built a, in my time there, I sort of really worked hard and built a great junior academy. Uh, which is i think it's still going so we, we it sure I, I is remember.
0: It sure is. the day i played there was um a really really intense like seriously there were incredible players as well um playing behind us and they were zooming around you know we went around yeah. i think in three hours fifteen minutes and um like they started maybe 30 minutes after us then they, they'd call out to us by 16 you know, and they were yeah. they were, they were pinging him in close behind us. We were move. Like, we, we, we better get a shift down here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just was around the local schools, obviously. I was on an assistance wage, and I was to, just start to teach. So I ran the local schools and offered them all a, a teaching program on a Saturday afternoon down in the... The practice ground in Castle Rock, and it, it turned into a great experience. Of it, it, it taught me a lot teaching kids. is for any insightful, system, isn't so it? out there, I think teaching kids, you know, it, it, it teaches yourself a lot because they just they just take everything in like a sponge. You know, kids learn so fast, and, and try different things with them, and you can see the difference it makes in each different kid. Um, so it taught me a lot working with all the kids at Castle Rock.
0: Deadly. how did the position in Valley different come about?
1: Uh, so the assistant pro's position came up in Castle Rock, working for the head pro under JP Dolan. Mm. So I came up for I took the assistant job here and worked under John for probably about a year and a half, and I got fully qualified. And then John had moved on, and the club had offered me the position to stay on and see where a sort of see where it went. Um, you know, I wasn't actually fully qualified yet by the time John had left, so I was just doing setting my final exams. So a bit of pressure on to get my final exams and take over the, the road as head professional of different. So that's twelve years ago and I'm still here.
0: So you're fully qualified?
1: Oh yeah, I'm pretty qualified. Twelve <laughs> years now. <laughs> so um, okay. the, the plan always was to head to Donegal for a couple of years and work on, in. Boy, oh, from being such a prestigious club. When I came here, the Irish Seniors Open was actually the following year. So I would sort of planned coming and working for a few years, especially when the Irish Seniors Open. I'd never worked in a golf club that run an event for the European European Seniors Tour. So. I was excited to come up for that and still help build the junior academy up here. I was really in the junior coaching at that stage, yeah. um, and see where it went. But twelve years later, thirteen years later, I'm still here and married with two, two kids. <laughs> so, would you
0: say the, do the kids wear golf jerseys or? Sorry? Do, do the kids, are they Donegal kids or are they from Belfast? I asked is it Belfast County Antrim or Belfast County? What county is Belfast in? Antrim. Antrim. So do the kids are Antrim jerseys or Donegal jerseys?
1: Oh, no, 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 they're all in Chelsea jerseys.
0: Chelsea oh, okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea, Brilliant. <laughs> Fair play to you. Fair play to you. So the two guards,
1: So Megan and Lily, they're, they're fantastic. Now. They've, been, they've been
0: great. What have, in terms of belly lifting, 12 years ago versus today, uh, if you were to turn around and say, yeah, guards if I'd done that instead of that, is there a couple of things like that that stick out or...?
1: Um, no, listen, by listen. The golf club here's been great to me. Um, the members are fantastic. You know, we've we've twelve hundred and fifty members in the golf club. Um, so how many? It is, is twelve hundred and fifty. Crikey! Okay. Uh, so it is a busy club. The the members here are fantastic. The whole it's it's a great atmosphere always around the club. So it
0: is. It it is even the morning. I was there. The, well the evening and the, and the following morning. Um, for the Given the times that I was there of a, of a Wednesday and a Thursday, busy. Like, busy. I was like, do people in Donegal work?
1: <laughs> like, it was busy. You know? Which is great the weather was good. The weather was good. There was a couple of days. Everybody took a few days off, stayed <laughs> a bit of golf. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, no. The club, the club's fantastic. Listen, we've run events over the years. Like I said, like when I came here, we had the Irish Seniors Open, and over the last number of years since then, we've run various different events, including the Irish Open in twenty eighteen. You with me? Sorry, I lost your point.
0: No, no. We heard um, you ran the Irish Open in two thousand eighteen.
1: Yeah, we had the Irish Open in twenty eighteen with the the Boys Irish the Boys Home Internationals in twenty sixteen as well as the Irish Close in twenty sixteen. Um we had the Girls the Girls Irish Close in twenty thirteen. So we've had a lot of events on over the years. Um there's events here, there's European tour events on both courses. Um north-west of Ireland was back in 2002 before I came here um, the end of was before I came here too you know in the 06 in the Glacidi course Rory and Shane I think we're both in that team so there's been a lot of the, the club's always pushing to do something um, which is great it's, it's, it's a very nice thing to have at your golf club
0: how When I was up and around there um, and speaking with yourself and speaking with like likes of Bert and um, Paul Vaughan in our glass and uh, Kevin in Rush and stuff, they were saying... I think everyone had, Well, since kind of Godfrey opened, everyone has kind of visited the uh, St. Patrick's and everyone's kind of saying that's going to be the linchpin that ties in, you know, Rossapena to County Down, if you yeah. wish, as a trip. Um, so how... Well, do you think you know a rising tide raises all boats do you know what I mean so do you think um, that it will do you think that there will be a reliance on it or would you be more focused on staying in your own lane and making sure Bally Liffin is out there to be seen and and, and becomes the linchpin along with it
1: oh no listen Bally Liffin my number one um, and as the years have went on, you know Bally had it's it's a big golf club and it's getting a bigger name um, as more people get to know it. You know, it was always known as the hidden gem, but I think a lot of people are starting to find out that there's nothing hidden about it. About there's, there's nothing there's hidden about, hidden about anymore. it anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, so it is.
0: It is um, between
1: fantastic. Port, between Port Reich and Port Stewart and Castle Rock ourselves. Um, Northwest Coast Links do a great job in promoting. 11 different links golf courses along mm-hmm. the coast between working your way up from Port Rice, Port Stewart, Rock ourselves and then Port Salon, working your way down into Merva um, and then scrum, um and Carn. So they do a great job promoting all, all the golf clubs up this side of the country up the north side of the country the northwest. So it's between ourselves and Portage, Port Stewart, Castle Rock, I find a lot of groups who come and play those four courses, and some groups head on to play the likes of Port Salmon and Rotha But yeah. so it But just depends what, what what trip people have organised. Whether they're coming up the east, of, you know, up to the north, or whether they're coming up the west side of the country. Um, we sort of we sort of get people coming from both directions, yeah. and finishing the trip in Um... And they always leave the best to last. So by oh, the always the last one on the trip. Absolutely. That's,
0: yeah. that that's what we used to say about Le Hinch. You either start with the best or finish with the best. Yeah. If you flew into Shannon, you might start there. Or they might fly Shannon and just go straight to Kinsale. Uh, either way, you'd either start or finish with the best. Was how we used to describe it growing up. So absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, the, I read a quote somewhere... Um, pro is much more than being a name and the sign of the shop door so that intrigued me in terms of you see your role rightfully so is in i'm not just here to sell polos and marns banners right it's much yeah. more than that so how would you describe and um, the head pro role um in ballet what's your vision for the role or what, should, what, what and then what goals are you looking to achieve in it over Last number of years, my role has probably changed quite a bit. Um, when I first here, I
1: was doing—you know—I was so focused on. I still am very focused on our juniors and teaching, and making sure that all our visitors are members are made to feel welcome. But over the last number of years, I've travelled to the PGA show in America. Um, obviously not last year because of the pandemic but for the three or four years previous to that I've been over to the PGA show and meeting a lot of our visitors who are coming a lot of our international members um, and organization trips for people to come to Ballylefin so my role is quite probably a bit different from a normal PGA pro role in a normal golf club because in Ballylefin we're so busy with visitors and different things going on but between running tournaments and keeping coaching going as well over the winter Uh, over the winter I I keep our juniors coming in we have an indoor swing room downstairs where I keep the the juniors busy over the winter because up here it's quite difficult for kids up here we don't actually have the the amount of kids all our clubs would have to keep kids just playing golf you know when I grew up you played you normally play two sports you played football you played golf and you played maybe you played rugby and you played football you always sort of pick two sports from, in Belfast yeah. um, but up here kids seem to play maybe five or six different sports you know, it, it, every sort of town has their own football team Gaelic team hurley team, tennis team, swimming team, you know, they all seem and every kid named is nearly expected to do every sport. So it's hard to get the kids up here to focus solely on golf, which I wouldn't want them to do because this it's great to get into team sports as well. But it's also makes it a wee bit more difficult to get get them to coaching every week because if Gaelic's on, Gaelic's only number one in Golf. So if Gaelic clashes for golf, Gaelic will come first. Yeah. So it's hard to get, it's hard to cross, you know, get them to really focus on their golf and get the, their golf games coming on. We have a few good kids around here, you know, at 13 years of age, playing off 10 handicap, 11 handicap. Mm. Um, but over the years, I sort of noticed that they're, they're since, probably since Golf won the All-Ireland, that Gaelic has really become Jimmy's not, been oh, in matches, since Jimmy yeah, came Jimmy's right. been in matches, exactly. Gaelic really took a big forefront again, and every kid is Gaelic's number one, I think, up in Donegal. Probably is countrywide, but it's we don't have the population to get them just golf.
0: Yeah, so what have you, you said you had the swing room there, so like, you, you're they're trying to make it easier for them to come up and, you know, given the... Like, no 10-year-old is going to come up onto an open driving range in the Lashens of Rain in November. So it's good that you have that facility there to come up and it's warm and they can have some fun inside and maybe play some games on the same, or, you know, see how far they can hit it. So what value does that give then to the junior section in in Ballyleaf and even to the member section, you know? No member standing on an open range in the Lashins of Rain in November,
1: (laughs) you know? Yeah, no we do have a hub you know we do have a a, a cover for part of the range where I can teach it right off but sure if the wind the wind in Donegal in November December can be a bit tough so I have an indoor swing room that the club um, set up for me downstairs which just makes it a nicer environment to be teaching all winter and you can bring groups of kids in you know they do a couple of hours a week where I can bring them in and we can work on short game or you can work on different parts of their games on, on the simulator so it's quite good that way it makes life a lot easier and keeps them focused on golf over the winter because up here, as you know, it can be a bit grim in the winter where kids could just put the clubs away for a couple of months, and you don't want that to happen.
0: Well, absolutely, absolutely. Um, what have you learned about yourself over the last eighteen months? Is my one of my new favorite questions given the given the the scenario given COVID nineteen.
1: 19 nineteen. Well, we were lucky enough to have our first child just before um, COVID so she was when well, she was one at that stage so she kept us busy obviously having a one year old running around during COVID was, was good fun um, what did I learn from it I learned that there's more important things in the world um, it's, it was, I had great fun with playing with Megan but uh, I also enjoyed the I could still focus and still do things online with the juniors and I learned quite a lot through um COVID you know doing online seminars and it it actually got me interested in sitting down in front of books again um and, and learning new things
0: Absolutely I don't think I've um the last book I read before lock, uh, before the first lockdown, I think it was Lord of the Rings uh, in Leaving ear because I was doing anything but study. So I said I'd read a trilogy of books that take weeks to read. Um, but like yourself, you know, um, I was still working, of course, but, you know, no golf, no sport, no gyms, no nothing. So walking in books was my thing. and um, Yeah, just finding out more things, finding out how I can get a little bit better at some part of your life or do a course or you know um i i still refuse to work out indoors like in my house that did not happen so i'm delighted that gyms are open now but um absolutely
1: um, I took the SkyTrack home from the golf club and set it up in the garage so i good man I was still I was still I was still swinging at some clubs in the evenings when I got a bit of time um, but as you know and I know it's having a one year old keeps you busy
0: they're great crack though oh I do great crack oh they're great crack
1: she's she's fantastic
0: I'm, wait, I'm just waiting for the first thing to break with the with the, with the golf ones being thrown around she comes in the first thing in the morning I take yeah. her out of the car or whatever and she comes in the first I have like a pool of golf balls at the base of our bed not for me for her because she does flinging <laughs> them around the place um, with her other brother's putter which is made of metal so I'm waiting for something to break something but sure we'll, we'll laugh at it when it does happen I'll try to get it on video that's the main point I just want to get it on video so I can play it back on her 21st birthday this is what you were like um you and Barry Liffin and the next eighteen months, is there anything in particular you're looking to achieve?
1: Um, no listen, we're we're always trying to improve the bylaffing. You know, we try and set standards for the golf course. One of our our big thing is presentation. So we're always trying to improve our presentation. We've done a lot of work over the year over the last number of years. With new tees, Ruddy's come up and redesigned the nine-hole part three course for us. So we're always trying to set our presentations very high. So really, we'll just work on making sure our presentations stay as as good as we can. Um, We always We have two courses in the top 20 in Ireland, which is fantastic for us. I don't think any other club in the country has two courses in the top 20, so having two courses up there, we have to keep them up there. So we're always trying to move forward and make sure that we keep the standards as high as we can. Um, For myself, I'd get over winter and sit down, and I am interested in doing another few courses over winter, so I'd love to do a TGI and stuff like that, so it'll keep me busy over the winter. Um, learning new things I just as I said from lockdown I I get interested in learning the game so I'll set aside a few hours for the winter this year and try and do a few more online courses Um, I would like to get back and playing a bit more golf but we've just had a crazy year so I haven't played as much but hopefully over over the winter I'll maybe play a bit more golf as well
0: hopefully um, I you mentioned the pollen links there and I didn't play it right because I was like I was kind of worn out but also I'm going to make an excuse it's a reason to come back yeah. as I, I got to cover it so this, when did that go in and why was it chosen to go in there
1: so for, for years um, we've we had a juvenile junior a few years ago um, and his dream was to have a 9-hole power 3 course for our juniors which was for everybody that's not just for juniors but it's for older members for people to go and practice their short game and for visitors we get a lot of visitors using the public links as well so it's a nice old part three that Pat already designed as well so he came up and um, when Pat came up he, he gets in a digger and he starts working and it's hard to stop him but um, he redesigned the part three course we always had like a what we used to call the practice holes. So it was sort of like five par threes, but they weren't proper golf holes. It was just for our juniors to sort of. I have a junior academy here on the Thursday evenings during the summer, and they always played around it. So, yeah. that came a few, it must be two and a half years ago when I designed this par threes. So, there's nine holes, the shortest being 90 yards, the longest being 150. Um, and if you can get it around with, you know, if you can get it around there in nine pars, you're. Your short game's in good shape. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not an easy golf course. It's uh, he's, he's, he's tricked it up a good wee bit, so you know, there's double tier greens. It's great for our juniors, especially, but our older members as well, who maybe really can't walk 18 holes and like to get out for a walk and a bit of exercise, they play around it as well. So it is busy. Oh, um, brilliant. I can, I can just think of all the
0: possibilities you can do for, like, because membership retention is a, a big thing in my head in terms of what clubs need to be doing. You know, and Mm -hmm. now it might be a bit of a distance to the next golf club in Ballylifton, but even a reason for them to renew, a reason for them to pay their subscription is, you know, all the things you can do, in a, like you have 27, is it? You have 36 holes, you have four banks of nine, because don't all 10th all T's come back to the clubhouse, right? So you have essentially yeah, four all, nines. all nine finish at the clubhouse, yeah. And the pollen. So like the, the number of things you can do for membership on a short time period basis is kind of what I'm getting to, because maybe people don't have five hours of a Sunday or they don't have, you know, between working and all your other sports, they have to bring their kids to right they mightn't have uh, you know the stereotypical four to five hours for golf so ballet living is like perfectly set up now for go up there for two or three days play a full round of golf play nine holes play the pollen bring the kids bring the family just go enjoy yourself right
1: yeah, we you know, have the driving range, we have a nine-hole par three, and as you say, all four nines finish in the clubhouse. So, and it's a great thing, actually, all four nines finish in the clubhouse because our members never, ever struggle to get a game. Um, we'll always get the game of golf, whether it's starting the back nine or you know, starting one of the front nines or the pollen. I've very rarely in my 14 or 15 years here ever struggled to see a member get a game of golf, which is great.
0: Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Well, I can't wait to get back, and I'm going to make an absolute point of it. Um, and it's going to be either the first or the last on my next trip. Uh, it'll be Caron um, going, Murver, Strand Hill the three lads the three lads or the three ladies in Rassipina and then I finished in lifting again to take in the pollen and yeah that that's the plan is, is that a good yeah. plan? It's not a problem you're welcome at any time <laughs> no deadly um, well, we're not finished yet the, the hardest set of questions is coming up now Gareth so are you all set for your quick fire Q&A? <laughs> okay alright you might need to prepare this now so we'll see how it goes um, <laughs> Gareth what would your walk on song be?
1: My walk
0: song. Your walk on song. What song is on the pro shop first? What song are you singing in the shower? You know, what song are you playing on repeat for your one year old? <laughs> uh, well, for so one year old, at the minute, It's gonna
1: be coming around the mountain, and it's on repeat from, from Google,
0: twenty four seven. Do you want that to be your walk on song? I, I
1: can That's find it. That's my like walk on song. Deadly. Because if I don't say that, you'll never forget.
0: It. Deadly. Gym or pizza? Pizza Hat, visor or bucket hat? Cap Happy Gilmore or tin cup?
1: Happy Gilmore
0: Lehenge or Port Marnic? Le Hinch. People get hung up about that question sometimes Like specifically Port Maric members It's a, it's an East versus West Culture versus Tony question um, If you want to get political We can get political, don't worry um, Walk or cart? Win the Open, which might be in Ballyliffin, hopefully. Is that a goal for Ballyliffin, the Open?
1: You never know what Ballyliffin's goals are. We're always pushing higher and higher.
0: Deadly. So for you then, win the Open or win the Masters?
1: Uh, I'm
0: going to have to say the Masters. Why? I say why because it's like Irish and Lynx or Scottish people and Lynx, Like stereotypically you stereotypically going to say, well, the Open. So why is the Masters one for you?
1: just to go back to Augusta and become being able to be the master champion would be amazing I think everybody um, yeah, just the just drive up that lane just does yeah. it for me and then you get to do it for
0: every other year that you want to yeah so, exactly yeah. you
1: get to go back every year forever yeah. <laughs>
0: Instagram or Twitter? Instagram player practice
1: i'm gonna say
0: play now i would have said practice maybe two three years ago i'm gonna say play now. i'm the same
1: lockman has
0: taught me a lesson i can yeah. practice all i want but getting out and actually playing the game is is it is it is, it, is, it, is even a better teacher sometimes um final, yeah. fi- final minute for you okay um and this is when you definitely haven't prepared so it might be on the spot again um it's kind of a scenario question right so you're after a day coaching the juniors on the pollen Right, the open has just been announced at Ballyliffin. Great news! You're in great mood, and you're planning dinner that evening, and you can have whatever six people you want at the dinner table. So you're at the top of the table, Gareth, and you've three people down the left and three people down the right. Who is at your Who is at Gareth McConsign's candlelit
1: dinner? Six people. Well, this will be hard. Um, um, when you want? Well, Tiger has to be number one. Uh. I'm going to say Frank Lampard, that's to be number two. Frankie
0: Lamps and Tiger, interesting.
1: (laughs) Interesting so far. Um, Michael Schumacher. Very good. Would be number three. And I'm going to say my mum, dad and my wife.
0: Good man. Good man, so very, very interesting table there. (laughs) <laughs> loads of good stories <laughs> definitely loads of good stories um, and thank you for telling us your story and I look forward to getting back up there and maybe you might come down where I'm from and uh, we might
1: have a return next like, time no problem next time you're coming up give me a shout um, well after seeing your scores the last easy now I don't, know, I, I don't think I'll <laughs> take you on because <laughs> We're, you were hitting
0: it well the last. I time was to take the odd shot or two. You, you've local knowledge, right? you know that you know you're in. The, you, you can get in that zone sometimes when you're just happy with life, do not thinking about anything. That's
1: what well, I was. You saying. didn't realise how good your round was, City, and we'd we'll be out here. Uh, Russell Knox is 14 under for four days of flat, calm weather, so <laughs> it's it's not an easy golf course. I
0: well, will tell you, it's not. But like I wasn't playing off the Russell Knox tees, so. No if you want to play off the MTs together I'll be taking a couple of shots please
1: <laughs>
0: because I definitely got the rub of the green on some tee shots do you know what I mean do you know when you're hitting it some and play- sometimes and you're like did that bounce left for bounce right and luckily for me sometimes it bounced on the right I got a few members b- I got a few Gareth bounces out there a few Gareth bounces <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Austin, thank much for, thank you very much for your time and this won't be the last
1: Not a problem I speak to you soon
0: Slot. What an episode that was, Gareth McCawson. What an absolute gent he is, uh, possibly the most hospitable man and place. But living is, and local towns are there to be stayed in, and snugs to be sat in, and pints to be drank. Um, I didn't drink many pints actually, but one of the purest. Uh, Isn't the nicest thing after round the golf fresh socks. and then a pint? Like the first cup of such of that is, Ooh. like it could be my wadi. If you know that, but the first drink you have. Um, soft drink or alcoholic kind after a round of golf is just so good right but uh, yeah I would urge you if you haven't thought about going somewhere this year and you're trying to figure out with your friends or family about living kid friendly they have a lovely nine hole course as well academy course that I didn't get to play It I knackered but also a reason to come back I said a reason to go back and I'll be going back and I'll bring the 11 year old and I'll bring the 2 year old um, because yes yeah, it's, it's family friendly it's a community focused place live and i love it and i can't wait to get back and there's more ways to go about it like if you're from the car Like i'll never get to buy a couple hours on the road play the hinge couple more hours on the road play on the road play ross's point maybe and there's a couple more stops in between and in between ross's point and um and you know you can make a proper a few days out of that and get the value from the and no will back and you don't have to go to the blue store like i did. you can just go straight home or you can stop somewhere on the way. But anyway, everywhere is within reach on this island of ours. But the only thing in the way is our excuses not to go. Um, so get the hall pass from the family and, and off you go. You can do a day trip, leave early, back home late. There you go. But I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about Bally Listen and Garrett's story. And uh, I can't wait to go back. And maybe you'll come back with me. Uh, if that's something you're, you're involved in or would like to do with us, go on to playtalkgolf.com, sign up to the timesheet, and show we might organise No tour someday this year. Thanks for pressing play. And before I go, please go to the YouTube channel, Play Toss Golf, and watch the video there. Six minutes of discovering Ross Layer, And if you like it, you might do more. All right. I'm out. Until we tee up again soon, I'm Batty.